0: This is Teachers Talk Radio and you are listening live. Hello everyone, good evening and welcome to The Late Show with me, Holly Kingman on Teachers Talk Radio. Tonight we will be talking about the infamous Christmas card lesson and all of those end of term festivities and um, picking apart whether they're even useful. So there we have it. You can uh, you can take part in the conversation this evening. You can call in to the studio, um, using the Podbean app, or you can um, be part of the conversation over on Twitter. It's very easy to do. You can use the hashtag um, TT Radio, or you can tag in at TT Radio Twenty One or me at Holly's Classroom, and give your views on the topics that we'll be covering this evening. So. Um, I'm in Leighton Buzzard. I um, was telling you last time that I was live that I was due to turn on the Leighton Buzzard Christmas lights and what a huge excitement it was for me. And I am very proud to report that yes, I did turn on the Leighton Buzzard Christmas lights um, almost two weeks ago now, and it was awesome. And um, I feel like all of my childhood dreams now have, have got a big fat tick next to them. One of them, of course, becoming a teacher. Um, and then I have to say that <laughs> switching on the Christmas lights is a, a close second. Um, but there you have it. So we're approaching the end of term now. I'm sure you're all feeling um, as exhausted as I am. I'm fortunate or or unfortunate. Depends on how, how I or you look at things. Um, But I am not in the classroom. My teaching and my lessons and my classroom is predominantly online. And so um, I can often teach in my slippers, which is quite nice, particularly when it gets towards the end of term. And you're tired and you're exhausted and you're looking forward to the holidays and you need a break. Um, But I certainly empathize with all of you and um, can't wait for you all to hit that last day of term. Chuckle, you your, your marking in a box in the back of your car with obviously the good intentions of marking it over the Christmas holidays, hopefully not pulling it out until a day or two before you return and um, just letting your hair down this Christmas and having a good, safe time. Uh, so lots has been going on in the news and um, we will be getting the news um, from Gail Glenn later in the show. But of course, we've got the big news that Boris Johnson has uh, another child. He has uh, a daughter that arrived today. So congratulations to um, to Boris and Carrie for the arrival of their, their daughter. And um, that is where I will curtail my commentary on Boris Johnson in the news. Um, because we're going to talk about classroom Christmas card lessons, I'm going to try and keep it a little bit light and upbeat for this uh, end of term or towards the end of term Late Show. So I've got an absolutely fantastic guest joining me today. I've got Carly Woodall, who is the Director of Language and Communication at Brooklyn's Middle School. Um, She has a wealth of experience and I'm hoping to pick her brains about the uh, Christmas card lesson that we often try to squeeze in. Some of you like it, some of you don't. Um, I like it. I do like to have a little breather at the end of term if my students can afford it, if we're we're up to date with everything we need to get done. Um, and hopefully, Carly will be able to talk us through its pros and its cons, um, and how you can maybe up the ante when it comes to making it more of a, a learning opportunity um, and not just a, a cover lesson. <laughs> We've all been there. I've done it. Um, I've done it a number of times, um, yes. Get the colored card out, get the pens and the markers out and the the sugar paper and the scissors and the glue and get making your Christmas cards. Um, now, Carly will be joining us momentarily. Um, so I'm hoping that, that she'll be here soon to talk about um, her views on it. I know that she's spoken to lots of her colleagues and um, has collected in lots of their views and opinions, and uh, she's going to be sharing some of those with us. So, So, there we go. Can you hear me? It's here. Hello, Carly. Hi. Hi. Thank you so much for joining us. It really is, um, it's a a privilege and a pleasure to have you on Teachers Talk Radio.
1: It's a privilege and a pleasure to be asked. I was just giggling at you reading out my um, title, which makes me sound very (laughs) busy and important, which I'm not...
0: Yeah. well are you, are you, you must be busy and important with a
1: title like that Carly uh, that's what I tell everyone that's what I'm convincing <laughs> myself of.
0: That, that's the cover-up is it yeah totally <laughs> um so why don't you start by telling us um, a bit about your professional background and your role and um your life as a teacher
1: Oh, that's very exciting. First of all, I should probably explain I'm at home at the moment in bed with COVID. Today is the last day of my isolation period. And I can't wait to get back to school. Even though I feel completely rubbish still, I can't spend another single moment in my house with my family. <laughs> I'm a much better teacher than I am mother. Um, I came to teaching really late for um, in, in life, I guess. I qualified when I was 31 or 32. I can't remember now. It was a long time ago, about 10 years ago. And actually I didn't qualify then. I failed my numeracy skills test a grand total of five times and passed it on the sixth go. Um, and I think that was in 2017. I can't really remember. Um, so it took a long time to get qualified. But But at that time, all through that time, I was fortunate enough to work unqualified in a really lovely little school, which nurtured my talents. Um, And I've always had a passion for English. I had an amazing English teacher at high school who um, helped me so much with so many things, not just English. And that's really inspired me to go on and help share that joy with, with children and students all across the local community.
0: Lovely and I, I, I didn't actually mention this to you before Carly but I always on the end of all of my shows ask um, my guests who their favourite or most influential teacher in, from their time at school was um, so maybe at the very end if we've got time you can tell us a little bit more about that teacher and why they're so special. I would love
1: to, I'm, I'd be very excited to do that. Excellent, so tell us about
0: where you are now, um, Brooklyn's Middle School.
1: So at I think it's actually called Brooklyn's Academy but I've only oh, been really? there since September and those kinds of details aren't that important to me. He used to be in middle school. Um, my son went there and he's he left um, he left during the pandemic actually so my experience of it um, is largely as a parent um, and I loved the way they cared for him so much that I decided when the job came up that I'd apply and go and see if I could work with them and be one of them and um, it's fantastic it's in the middle of Leighton Buzzard. It serves a really wide demographic of students and the staff are brilliant, very sensible, very child focused. The pastoral care is excellent, which is, what, um, which is what mainly led me to applying and leaving the school I was at because I was very happy where I was.
0: Um, well it seems like your colleagues um are very fond of you um already, even though you've been there a short time because in the um the messages coming into the the studio, we have got one that says we can't wait to have you back, Carly. So yeah, um I've you've got some fans.
1: Be I've been so unbelievably bored at home that I've been sending random emails to the all staff thing which I'm not sure is if that's appropriate or not but I I don't care I'm so bored at home so they're probably sick of them they probably just want to see me in person but yeah I can't wait to get back it's really hard to be taken away for 10 days when um when you choose to teach and you want to be there for the children.
0: Of course and I suppose when you've got you know every teacher is important of course but when you've got such an important role to deliver across the school to take a back step from that for 10 days
1: i imagine can be quite frustrating very very hard especially when you've just started and you've got all of these ideas and this amazing team i've got quite a big team i've got six teachers and they're all incredible and now i've been ripped away from them for 10 days so um yeah it's it is it is very frustrating but needs must absolutely well
0: um are you are you feeling ready to go back tomorrow like uh, with your health you um
1: lots of people have asked me that today i'm about a six out of ten um, but I just can't be at home anymore. I'm really relishing the thought of walking in. I'm going to walk in in the morning, and um, my partner will still be at home because he's working from home. So if I need him, he can come and get me. But I'm just really looking forward to getting outside. I've literally only been to the bins, um, so <laughs> we'll take it. We'll take it. We'll take it steady anyway, and it'll be fine. I've been very well supported. They're just happy to have me back. So and the children are quite excited. So oh, yeah, six true. out of ten is better than three out of ten, isn't it?
0: Oh, absolutely. And I'm sure if if you're anything like me, once you get there and you see everyone and you, the adrenaline of, of the excitement will kick
1: in and um, you'll feel a bit better just from that. For sure, for sure. I, I received a, um, a big brown envelope of letters from my year six group today, which was such a lush thing to get in the post. Um, the assistant head had covered one of the classes and had um, basically sacked off the learning. and um,
0: <laughs> off- Very on topic, very <laughs> yeah. on topic for um, what we're covering today. <laughs> Gone
1: off piste and um, they'd all written letters about how much they're lovely and how much they missed me and drawn pictures of me. So that was really nice to receive today. But Fridays are also a highlight for me because I have year five which is my kind of favourite year group I have them twice so I have them at the beginning of the day and then on Friday afternoon we do a uh, fine motor skills Friday um, and it's the highlight of everyone's week so I'm very excited to get back to them I've been gathering um, colanders and spaghetti and Cheerios for fine motor skills tomorrow so that's what's going to keep me going till the end of the day.
0: OK, so this is a bit off topic, but tell, tell us a little bit more about what you're going to be doing with colanders and spaghetti and Cheerios tomorrow, because
1: this sounds fun. It is really fun. I have um, my teaching responsibility across the school. So five, six, seven and eight is um, a group called Oxbridge. And they, uh, that, that, that group across the school is made up of um, students with potentially additional needs children or young people that um, can't communicate as effectively as we'd like them to. And lots of them find writing really, really difficult for lots of different reasons. Um, And so something I've noticed since I've been there is that they need to build the strength in their hands. So we're going to do lots of fine motor skills tomorrow. So colanders will be upturned, and they'll be poking spaghetti into them. And then they'll be very carefully taking Cheerios and sliding them down pieces of spaghetti. I've also had loads of staff donating things like um, buttons and paper clips. And I've had people making me Play Doh, which is fragrance that meets lots of sensory needs as well. So we'll have a Play Doh disco to begin with and which they love you wouldn't believe it they love it so much and then a play-doh you, disco yeah i'll send you some links for that because yeah, do. Your, your children would love that um, and, and i've got a very good friend who teaches in special needs so she's given me all these tips it's not like i'm coming up with them on my own i'm just stealing it from everywhere else but it is really fun and at the end of a very hard week you really need something like that to keep you going because it's such an exhausting role
0: yeah absolutely. i can imagine and,
1: and so i suppose yeah, that's, that's what we'll be doing tomorrow
0: that, I suppose that leads quite nicely into talking about Christmas cards because you're saying, you know, these activities are nice at the end of a of a long week. And actually, the Christmas card lesson, and I, I use that term loosely because it really it's all of those sort of wind-down activities that we sometimes yeah. do at the end of term. Um, yeah. They come at the end of a term, the longest one, the autumn term, um, and are very much needed, I think, by the students and the teachers. Um
1: you couldn't really have I couldn't have been involved in a more appropriate um discussion um because this has always been a bone of contention from for me i've got very high expectations for my students all year round but there is absolutely a time and a place for some level of wind down not just for the students but for their parents too um things like slackling off of homework in the last week of term is something that i've always done and i've always made that very explicit to the parents because everyone is exhausted it's not just the students mm. it's not just the staff you know Young people now do so many things out of school that actually I've always found that very well received when I have said to people, we're not having homework and this is why. And they're like, oh, my goodness, thank you so much. Um, So I really favour wind down activities. That's such a
0: good idea about the homework in the last week because... Um, maybe not so much for um secondary schools where the, the children are a bit more independent um but for middle schools and and um lower schools and primary schools that last week of term parents are rushing around to get nativity costumes yeah to Everyone get Ill. christmas cards presents everybody's ill like you say um they're doing that sometimes for multiple children i mean i i've only got two in preschool. You've got children of school age i've got so much on preschool related this week and next week um and to if they were in school to have to include homework into our into our week next week would just be
1: It'd be hard for everybody so yeah and it it also not only would it be hard but it'd be completely against everything you're trying to achieve for them um and when they're young like that because i come from a primary school background so when the when when your own children and when your students are that young really the end of term is a bit of a rite of passage for everyone it's always about nativities it's always about carol concerts it's always about coffee mornings and if you are too stressed doing all the other things and you don't get to enjoy those wonderful things that the schools facilitate for you to be part of. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's really important for well-being, I think, that teachers let parents off the hook towards the end of term and we have to model that behaviour.
0: Yeah, and I think actually, um, I mean, you say it's well-received by the parents and I did a poll um about this on my um I have a Facebook group Holly's Classroom so if anyone's listening you're very welcome to come along and join it's teachers and parents and it's quite lighthearted and warm and we share examples of children's work and congratulate them and interesting articles and such like uh, but I did a poll um the christmas card lesson yay or nay and um of all of the parents that responded 89% said yay and only eleven percent said nay. So parents are so on board with having that wind down in the last week. And of the teachers that responded, ninety-two percent said yay. <laughs> um, no real surprise there. And um, and actually eight percent said nay. So you know there there are teachers that you know it's not all of us. There are some that find the value in uh, sticking with their their normal scheme of work. Um, So if you're listening and you are one of those teachers, um, please don't feel like you can't call in and tell uh, myself or Carly why. We won't bite your head off. I'm really interested to hear um, other people's ideas and reasons. Um, for this but Carly I mean are you surprised at these statistics?
1: Um, I'm not surprised at all and I can identify so from a teacher's perspective I can absolutely identify with that 11% as well I'm a massive advocate for um, keeping things going and structured for as long as possible students need that they need they need that structure they need to keep going Um, but I think the key really is working at a school or having an ethos at a school where senior leadership allow teachers to make their own decisions based on their cohorts of children. Some groups mm. of children can carry on until the last couple of days, no bother. And other groups of children can cannot do that. And something we're finding post-pandemic is that those groups of children that can't manage for so long are much bigger and their needs are much broader. So, um, giving teachers the the power to make those decisions not even just at Christmas but on a week-to-week basis you know sometimes you can have a terrible week in school and all you want to do is get the Lego out or all you want to do is get the mindfulness colouring out and if you work for a leadership team that support that and will listen to you when you justify why you're doing that that's that's a really really healthy way to be I think.
0: Yeah absolutely and and on reflection you know of, of my own career um all the schools bar one that i i've worked at were very much do what you feel your learners need um yeah. particularly in that last week yeah. um and one school that did want everything you know very uh, a plan for the last week very closely followed by everybody lots of rushing around to do different you know there were lots of um christmas events planned for for that last week of term um but it was very rigid and everybody had to do exactly what was on their classes um christmas timetable mm. and um i i, I very cleverly uh, adapted some of my lessons to to i mean I, before we finish up today I, I when we're talking about how we can make these activities more learning focused and i'll i'll talk about some of the things that i i did but um i tried to get as creative as possible with it without um <laughs> breaking the rules and getting a slap on the wrist <laughs> yeah i can
1: yeah and um yes i i can hear exactly what you're saying there i think that um there is definitely um anxiety Com- it, there's anxiety in that isn't there what you've just said the the, the timetable being rigid the structure that just mm. breeds resentment from a your students who don't want to be working b your staff who are completely exhausted and see everyone else because then you're looking around thinking well I'm doing this and they should be doing it but I'm really tired and I well, how mm. are they managing it and I'm not so I think a degree of flexibility is much much better um mm. I don't and I, I think the rushing around
0: and sticking to things <laughs> um takes the 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 fun out of that last week you know, oh my you've got to be here for the, for this presentation and you've got to be yeah. out of the hall and into the canteen by this time and then yeah. you've got x amount of time for your mince pies before you move on to, yeah. to this and and it it does um sort of take the enjoyment and and the pleasure like you say you know for the parents as well like all of the things that are planned for that week if there's too much being crammed in or too much rigidity then it's quite difficult to relax into it and, and enjoy it and have those sort of lovely festive moments. It
1: really, it really is. I'm, I'm, I remember, if I can just um, digress slightly, I remember mm. when I got my job at, my, at the first school I worked at, which was a little um, church school down in Heath and Reach, lovely school. And I remember my first Christmas just being completely agog literally at the amount of times I was pulled from the classroom and I remember going to the head teacher saying but I'm not teaching anything I'm not doing anything I'm not doing what I planned and she said just relax you, you just have to go with the flow in this week like but I don't like it that's not how I've been trained um, and over over the years I spent there I relaxed more and more into it so that I really got the joy out of it but it had to be modeled to me as well um, so we need to think carefully about how we train teachers to cut corners sometimes when it's appropriate for for the students um because we don't want to be developing young young humans who can't do that for themselves you know that's that's a gift really if we're going to give that to them
0: yeah that's quite an interesting perspective i hadn't really given much thought on that perspective on you know teaching them to to deal with
1: that sort of change yeah, and being fluid with it and um, my my te- the teacher that trained me at the school i trained at a huge a huge primary school in luton um the teacher showed me how to cut corners she showed me how to do a really really good job most of the time but she showed me and made explicit to me how I could do things um in the best in the best way for me and for the students so that I could juggle it and work it and it was really powerful and I now I now I impart that on my onto my students and their parents all the time it's part of my practice awesome
0: Right. Uh, Look, Carly, before we uh, move on to talking about maybe what some of the the problems and the the issues surrounding the Christmas card lesson might be, um, we are going to hear from some of our lovely sponsors. Um, And so if you are listening live, um, do think about calling in and asking Carly and I any questions or if you want to tell us why you don't like the Christmas card lesson. Um, And do feel free to get involved in the conversation on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram. Um, We'd love to hear your views. Okay, right. Welcome back. Um, It looks like we have a few technical problems, which means that um, I wasn't able to share the great um, ideas and offers from our wonderful sponsors. So I will work on that and we will hopefully hear from them a little bit later um, in the show. But uh, for now, let's go back to speaking to uh, Carly Woodall, who is the Director of Language and Communication at Brooklands Academy. Hello, Carly. Welcome back. Hi. Hi. (laughs) A nice little breather. Yes. (laughs) so um before we um before we tried to hear from the sponsors we were talking we were about to start talking um about the um problems and the issues that might surround um the the idea of a christmas card lesson so i mean
1: what would you say those are from your experience well first of all students might might not have finished what they should have finished um Just you know, they might not have finished what they're supposed to have learned, and they might be um, spending a week doing Christmas activities when actually it'd be more valuable for them to do some consolidation work or some finishing off work. So that's the that's one of the biggest issues um, that senior leadership have. Um, My argument. would be that if they are completely exhausted, they're not going to learn anything anyway and consolidation mm. can be done at any time. Um, and also I worked in a church school before and so you have the other issue of not all parents or not all students wanting to participate in Christmas activities or Christmas card making. Um, they were the two biggest ones I thought of before we started chatting.
0: Yeah, I mean, the one of the schools that I um, worked at for some time it was very diverse in um, Acton in West London, and yeah. whilst we did have some Christmas activities, m- more often than not they were branded as um, as winter festivals and um, there was we, we stepped away from there being a religious focus on any of those activities um, to make sure that everybody felt like they were able to participate in those activities Um, and I I can't ever remember a child saying they didn't want to write Christmas cards Um, so I can see why in some schools there might be an argument not to have the Christmas card lesson or Christmas activities per se Um, but I still think that there's a place for for them but we're, we're talking about the we're talking I must remember that we are talking about the possible problems with doing these sorts of lessons rather than keep bringing it round to why we should definitely do a Christmas card lesson
1: balanced view balanced view
0: I'm trying I'm trying um so what's been your experience then of oh my goodness any first-hand experience of there being issues surrounding the Christmas oh. card
1: lesson um um yes so the school i worked at previously can we talk just about christmas cards generally um the head teacher was crazy and she used to write <laughs> i hope she's listening or gets <laughs> this. she used to write before my arrival she used to write a christmas card to every single child <gasps> wow that and then crazy. we would post she would post them in the post box and then the children would have them delivered and they There'd be a group of children spending all of lunchtime sorting out Christmas cards and um, pilfering chocolates from them and all of those other things. And the children would love, the students would love getting cards from teachers and stuff like that. So my biggest issue with that is the environmental aspect. It's completely unacceptable to do that. And also, she was spending hours in her office locked away saying, I've got to get these Christmas cards written. I was like... (laughs) why are are you important things. this is crazy (laughs) you you know you are leading a school here stop um just write one to everyone and read it out in assembly um so that's quite a funny thing but actually it is very true we shouldn't we should not be writing christmas cards and just sending them willy-nilly to everyone like we used to when we were at school because we Mm. need to be more environmentally conscious we Um, don't
0: do that anymore i mean quite rightly we don't know but i remember some people do big wadges of Christmas cards from Woolworths yeah um, one for me one for my sister one for my brother and we'd all sit down in front of the television and write Christmas cards to everybody in school who we could remember their name
1: yeah it was <laughs> and they'd like get posted
0: passive. and yeah absolutely but that that, that just doesn't it, and rightly so doesn't happen anymore
1: so my experience of that is different i remember not having enough money to buy the christmas cards that i really wanted to give out and thinking oh these cra- these cards are really rubbish i don't want to give them to my friends i'm embarrassed by them and um, so that brings another dimension as well because there is the financial implications of all of those things anyway we're talking about making christmas cards not christmas cards generally um at the school, can I carry on talking? Do you want to intervi- intervene? No,
0: no, no. I, I, I would have quite happily spoken about Christmas cards for a little while,
1: but. <laughs> that's carry hard. on. Um, so the school that I did work at was a Church of England school, and actually, it was part of our curriculum to make. Christmas cards and send them home to families and it's it was a lovely thing to do and I used to get really cross with um staff in key stage one who wouldn't have a Christian theme because we were a Christian school so I used to try and make the most Christian design that I could think of or actually I used to delegate it to my amazing TAs and she would she would design and resource it for me and then produce like 30 trays for the children just to make these incredible Christmas cards. And my favourite ever one was a nativity scene of a stable with um, all of the nativity characters, obviously, and then a a star of David. And we did one of Jesus in a manger once. And that one was so popular that some parents asked me to make packs up to send home so they could get their other children to make them to send them to family. Wow, Um, that's awesome. It is awesome. And I think that reflects... The effort that we put in, and the children would spend a long time writing them and not making mistakes in them. And we would, you know, we'd practice. Um, spellings and um, messages and we'd look we'd look at different ways of saying Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays so we could spend a a long time producing a really beautiful object that then I know because I keep them parents keep forever in their Christmas box Um, so when you set out with that in mind it becomes a very purposeful and exciting activity for everyone because I had parents expectantly waiting for them.
0: Yeah uh, that's that's so true. They they are they're special. They're kept, aren't they?
1: They really are. Um, I've got, I've got all of my childrens in my Christmas box, and when I get it out, I'll I'll spend time looking through them all and remembering. And that's really important, isn't it? Particularly yeah. when we're missing out on Christmases um, and we're having such a difficult time, you know, collectively. I think those things are even more important.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was uh, we were putting up our Christmas decorations last weekend and my box came out and, and granted, my children are still very young, um, but from childminders and preschool, um, you know, all these lovely things that they'd made, Christmassy things came out, things with their faces on or their handprints and, you know, the, the handprint mistletoe and the, the handprint Christmas tree. And um, we stick them all on the back of um, our door. Yeah, Um And they all go there every year. And my husband was chuckling a bit at them. It's a bit of a silly tradition. You know, all these old sort of drawings that are already quite tatty and a bit scribbly. And, you know, even the girls are a bit like, well, I can do a lot better than that now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But... It's, it's a tradition that even my parents did as well and um, my mum still, I don't think she's got all of them, but every year at Christmas when, when I go around there, there's an um, advent calendar that my sister made at school when she was probably about seven with all the little windows that open um, and the letters that we wrote to Father Christmas, they come out and she still sticks them around the fireplace um, and...
1: Uh,
0: they they are the special keepsakes, and I think that's very much part of the primary school experience for parents, isn't it? Ab- you know, absolutely. They-
1: all of those things you're describing for your own children, and I do the same here. I've got um, I've got a salt dough snowman and a sock snowman, and several other snowmen creatures because my middle son was completely obsessed with snowmen. And um, but all of those things that you talked about and that I've just described are a part of our. Students or our children's identities, and I think it's really important for them to see those things coming out every year. They must feel so cherished. It's a lovely memory to share with them. It's really important part of who they are and how you celebrate and how you spend time together as a family. So it's not just about um, memories. It's about it's about them. It's about creating the adults we want them to become and caring for things and that kind of um, dimension as well. You know, it's treasuring something for a whole lifetime isn't really commonplace as much as it was when we were younger Um, and I think we need to be modelling that behaviour.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Okay, um, Carly, I'm going to try one more time to hear from our uh, sponsors. So let's hope yeah. that I've got some um, better tech luck uh, before we continue the conversation of um, the Christmas card lesson, another wind down Christmas lessons. So if you're listening live and you would like to ask Carly a question, she's the director of language communication at Brooklyn's Academy. And we're talking about Christmas card lessons. Yay or nay, a blessing or an abomination. You can join the conversation on Twitter or um, you can message into the studio. I'd love to hear what your thoughts are. So we do have some live listeners. If you're listening, let us know. Do you do it in your classroom? Do you like it? Do you hate it? We'd love to hear from, from you.